Hey, 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 hi. Welcome to episode 52. Just another Knicks fan. This is episode 52. And last time that I checked, there's 52 weeks in a year. And this podcast started in March. So, you know, safe to say that your boy Jack F has been active in these podcast streets or podcast digital world. I've been out here. And um, it's been a... A long year, interesting year, you know, uh, a lot to take in, a lot to process. The world is going to be interesting moving forward. Don't know really how it's going to move forward, but it is. And you know, it's going to be a time of adjustment. And let's just hope for the best. And that's that's what really, uh, I really got to say. I'm hyped that the NBA is underway. But, yo... All of those games. Happy holidays, first and foremost. Happy holidays from your boy Jack F to all. And um, you know this could be a happy time of the year, or it could be a very depressing time of the year. And I'm gonna say, man, it's, it's just I just hope, I just wish peace, love, and happiness, wealth, and health for everyone. Whatever that version is for them. And I'm gonna get this podcast started. And episode fifty two, we here. I took a little time off. I had to assess the NBA scene. And I was a bit excited how the Knicks were looking in the preseason. I liked what I was seeing. And then also, just the NBA in general, just to even see KD and them back. Yo, man, I'm going to have to start some shelf, you know, with the Nets, man. You know, they're my neighbors. And, um, yeah, man, KD and Kyrie, man, they they looking real spooky right now. I ain't going to hold you. And um, it's beautiful to watch, but it hurts, man. Because, you know, it almost feels like they should have been doing that in the orange and blue, but they're not. And it just it just pains to watch, man. And also, you know, I liked what I saw from the, from the Knicks versus the Cavs, man. Uh, they played a shitty three quarters because they played two games against the Cavs. So that's all in all eight quarters. They played a shitty three quarters. And then they had a great fourth quarter against the Cavs in the um, first preseason game to play against them. Got a crazy run. Kevin Knox was looking like Ray Allen slash Clay. Your boy was hype. I was like, yeah, man. This is, this is what I want to see. You know, um, Dennis Smith Jr. steals all over the place, steals galore. You know, quickly was looking, you know, like a real presence out there, even though he was inefficiently shooting. That's just impressive to me. Like, if you if you could impact the game without scoring, that's even more impressive. And my thing with Mitch, man, you just got to stay out of foul trouble, bro. You still seem to, you know, get into foul trouble a lot, man. And that's it's very troubling. It's very frustrating because you got all that talent, but you still find a way to get into foul trouble, man. It's not cool at all. RJ Barrett, I like what I'm saying, his aggressiveness. I know he's attacking the basket more and, uh, you know, a willing shooter from the three-point line because he's going to have to knock those down in order for spacing to be elite. So I like what I've seen, but it's just I'm just nervous that we might play Alfred Payton a lot. I know Austin Rivers is hurt right now, and hopefully you know he comes back sooner rather than later. I'm going to take a quick prognosis, a quick look at his injury. I'm going to see what he's dealing with, and um, hopefully he comes back soon. Cause, uh, there's just something about Alfred Payton that just doesn't sit right with me. Excuse me. I eat a lot of food. That's why I think I keep keep working. And um yeah, he will not he's not gonna play against the Sixers either. 
Man, I, was with you. I don't know what the extent of his injury is, man. I just, I just thought he was gonna play. Oh, he got a groin injury. Ooh, it's one of those tricky injuries. That's why he hasn't played, because he will definitely be in the rotation in my eyes if he was healthy. You know, he'll probably be in, in my starting lineup as well, and my starting lineup probably will be A. Rivers, quickly, Barrett, topping. Obi Obi Tops and Mitch Robinson, straight like that. And the reason for that is obvious. Got to go with the youth. Got to see what the um, youth is made out of. Let them go through their growing pains and see what happens. You know, they put up a good fight on against the Pacers. You know, fell in vain. It was frustrating because they was doing well. And it felt like, you know, Emmanuel quickly, he was a spark plug. Then after he got the hip pointer injury, things just slowly fell apart for the Knicks. And you know, there was no signs of Dennis Smith Jr. Frank Frank looked somewhat okay. You know, he was playing defense. He and like I said, man, I just hope he he comes more of an offensive threat. More of what he showed me, you know, against the Hawks last game of last season, twenty and ten. So something close to that, not exactly that. But he's gonna need that, man. Dennis Smith Jr. I just hope, man, he he uh, shows up this year. Not only for myself, not only for the Knicks, but for his own career purposes. Like, yo, his career's on the line, dog. Like, bro, it's your career on the line. Like, but um, I think he'll step up when when his number is called. But yeah, and then off the bench, I will have Julius Randle, Alec Burks, and Dennis Smith Jr. I know I'm missing somebody, but it's cool. But that would be like my main eight players that I'm rocking with. Um, because I feel like they could that could be the future of the team. Julius Randle is, I mean, not really the future of the team, but he is getting paid the most amount of money. So, with that kind of money he's getting paid and the responsibility he has, uh, if we somehow don't start him, it could just cause static. You know, and uh, I, th- I think if it causes static, and I think overall he probably is. The most experienced slash polished player, like we know we're gonna get out of him. And he did all right the first game of the season. You know, of course, he's not perfect. You know, he had his mistakes, but for the most part, he was playing within the floor of the game. And I don't know, hopefully he does more of that moving forward. But um, you know, certain tendencies he has because you know, he's considered the first option. Which I hope at some point is he's not considered the first option, like he's considered the second or third option, like we really I'll run the offense through R.J. Barrett and then quickly, you know, and hopefully Kevin Knox too, man. He was he was a little aggressive, which is good. I like the aggressiveness for him, man. But like his career is also right here, man. He's like it's, it's it could go either way right now, and hopefully, you know, he steps up in a big way for himself and for the Knicks, and and we'll see what happens. But that first game was a lot of promising things that I've seen, and. I think at this point you gotta roll with who you're rolling with. Like we've seen the presence from Emmanuel quickly. Being that it was only the preseason, we like what we saw. Gotta keep the momentum going. I uh, love what Alex Burke did. Um, play very efficient, like a solid veteran that he is. You know he's giving me the hopefully he's not the Derek Williams vibes when Derek Williams came to the Knicks first few games. Though like nobody. Was gonna you know mess with Derrick Williams, man? He was a force to be reckoned with, 
And very unfortunately, like, I don't know if this had anything. I think this was in the preseason before the season even started. You know, he had some of his jewelry robbed for some chicks and shit. But, I um, mean, he a real G, man. He kept it moving. He, he ain't let that shit affect him. Because, like I said, he came out the gate swinging for the first month of the season. Looking like a perennial six-man of the year candidate. And then all of nowhere, shit sort of just slowed down. But he, he had flashes that showed us why he was picked number two in the draft in 2011. The pick after Kyrie Irving. Like, he showed us why he was drafted that high. And then, um, things just slowly fell apart, man. Like, somehow they usually do on the Knicks, man. But I don't know where he's at now. But I'm pretty sure he's somewhere getting paid to play basketball. The sport that he loves. And hopefully with Alec Burks, it's, it's a little different when it comes to his efficiency off the bench. I don't expect 22 points every single night. But if you could give us 12 to 14 points, I'd be ill. You know, I don't know how Tom Thibodeau is going to play this out. Like, you could have Austin Rivers coming off the bench. Like, who's, who's, what well, A. Rivers could potentially get that role as well. <clears throat> I know the part of the reason why A. Rivers wanted to leave the Rockets was to get a little bit more touches. So it's going to be interesting how that's played. That's why I feel like one of them got to be starting. And I'd rather have A. Rivers starting than um, A. Burks. Because I, I, I like... I've seen him play that similar role on the Jazz. I've seen him play that similar role on the Warriors. And just off one game on the Knicks, I like him in that pocket. Hey, Rivers, I feel like he's capable of running the offense a bit better, playing a bit more defense. And, you know, if you get the ball going, if he, if he gets going on offense, let him get going on offense. But I think A. Rivers is better suited to start for the Knicks than to come off the bench, move RJ to the three. But I ain't know I'm not perfect with this analysis that I could be wrong, but that's just how I prefer the Knicks to, to, to operate. Like I said, I'm not perfect at this. At some point, I didn't even mention, mention Dennis Smith Jr. or Frank Nilekina, and that's not good because they're supposed to be an important players on the Knicks moving forward. And I didn't mention them in my eight-man rotation, so hopefully... You know, Thibodeau figures this out because, like I said, I'm not sure what's going on with DSJ. But with Frank, you know, he has a defined role that he could give to the Knicks, which is great defense. And and some points, man, just sprinkling some decent points where he consider a threat. And this is the year of judgment, man, when it comes to the Knicks, when it comes to Kevin Knox, Frank Nilekina, and um, Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson. This is the year of judgment, man. Um, RJ... Like I said, I'm not too worried about him. The boy looks hungry. He came out blazing. Hit back-to-back threes. And he looks like he cares out there, man. And that, that makes me feel good. When the players on the Knicks put on that uniform and look like they care, that matters, man. You know, I can say the same thing about Julius Randle, man. He puts that uniform on, he cares. You know, it's not the results that we want to see from him sometimes, but it is what it is, man. And I, I think I'm pretty sure Julius Randle hears the chatters of everything that we say, man. So I want to give him credit for continuously showing up, being a professional, and doing what he do, man. You know, I got to pay my respects in that aspect. And and hopefully he keeps pulling for the Knicks, man, for two situations. One, is good for the Knicks. And maybe if it's a trade deadline and a contending team needs another scoring option or another threat, you know, they look at Julius Randle like, I right, we, we could snatch Julius Randle from the Knicks. 
So it could benefit him in the sense of him playing good. He could work himself into a better team. Or he's playing good and he's just helping the development of the Knicks. You know, hopefully it's just a win-win situation for him. But I just don't need him, you know, doing those spin moves, man. I feel like whenever he gets antsy, just pass the ball, man. Just just chill out, do something. Just hold the ball for two seconds and then just chill out. Only to be too aggressive. But overall, the first game from the Knicks, it was... It was cool. It was cool. You know, they competed. They tried hard. And things fell apart when Quickly got hurt. So hopefully Quickly comes back sooner rather than later. And, and we see what he's made out of. Things they were over top and he had a tough first game. I was, you know, I didn't think 3 for 12 would, would be it. But I'm not surprised that he went 3 for 12. I'm like, oh my God, he went 3 for 12 over topping. Like, I'm not surprised that that happened. But I, I just expect... Him to be like around at least forty five percent shooting, you know his rookie season. Like I said, he missed training camp. There's a lot of a lot of the rookies are gonna be behind because of all this, you know, COVID stuff that occurred. So I'm gonna have to give Obi Toppin the benefit of the doubt, even quickly. But quickly he's out here, man. But you still gotta let them rock, man. You know um, these young bulls, uh, all rookies, man, coming in with a different set of circumstances that no NBA player has come in with before. Just got to give them the benefit of the doubt for now. And, um, you know, I guess their real judgment will come, like, next season. But at the same time, like, I still expect Obi to do his damn thing. Like, this is basketball at the end of the day. It's at a different level. I understand. But this is what you do, bro. You know what I'm saying? We're not asking him to play soccer. So, so I expect him, you know, 3 for 12, like 25. I expect him to be in that 12 points. Six rebounds, seven rebounds type of range his rookie year. And um, if he does better than that, that would be great. And if he does something a little bit less, if he's hovering around that, I'm okay with it, man. And as far as quickly, I'm just going to look at him in terms of his impact when he's on the court. Not really going to gauge his numbers. And um, with Toby, I will be, will be topping. I feel like I said I have to. But when he made that three-pointer, I was hype. I was hype when he made that three. I was like, yeah. That's because because that that was one of his you know scouting reports that he's an underrated shooter, like yo he's a better shooter than people give him credit for. So I was hyped when he made that shit, you know. So hopefully he continues to make them. It's only the first game, and we see more progression moving forward. And um, yeah, that's that man. The Cavaliers, man. Uh, yo, a lot of these teams are so talented, man. It's just. Sometimes it comes down to who's more healthy, who's the better coach, and who wants it more. All of these teams are talented, bro. Just, just love the NBA, man. I really do. And um, the Jerry West shit is interesting, too, man. Not to go, like, level off on the Knicks. I just remember the Knicks, man. Like, uh, Jerry West, when they're trying to investigate him for tampering. My thing is, like, yo, I don't like how they pick and choose when to, tamp- when to, to really pursue this tampering shit, like. We know this shit happens all the fucking time in the NBA. And now y'all gonna go after the logo? Like, if I'm the NBA, just have some respect, though. Like, look at what Jerry West did for y'all, man. He's the logo. Lost eight NBA Finals, won one. Like, he's been through some shit already, man. Uh, I got his book at home. I never read the whole thing, but it's 500 pages. But he, he's been out here, man. He's been active for the NBA. He's done so much for the NBA. The damn near the logo. He is the logo. 
Yo, just have some respect on Jerry West's name, man. Put some respect on his name. He probably did some foul shit. But let's not act like he's the only one. I don't like when they pick and choose a situation and just and just make one person look like the bad guy. Because I'm pretty sure if you get to the bottom of all the temperance, everybody's fucked up. Like, let's open the whole book up and let's call everybody out. But I'm not sure what's going to happen, even if he is called tampering, like what they're going to do. Like, send Kawhi back to the Clippers, I mean, to the Raptors. Like, that's not going to happen. But I'm interested to see what happens moving forward with that situation. I just find it funny how they always want to zero in when they feel like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, But it's cool. It's cool. Now, would it be a surprise if it's a call from LeBron's people? Hey, man, let's let's make this happen because, you know, LeBron got power like that, you know. But I'm pretty sure it's probably not. But if it is, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, man. You know, it's the Lakers versus Clippers. You know, um, it's going to be petty wars when it comes to Battle of L.A. I mean, like I said, the Lakers are the big brother, but I don't mean the Clippers are just going to fold like that, you know. Um, that's a fact. And speaking of that Lakers and Clippers game, man, uh, Paul George is looking good out there. I, I have to say. And... That was good for me because I picked up Paul George in, in several of my fantasy leagues. So I, I needed him to step up and ball out like that, man. And I'm glad he did. Made me feel good. I needed that, man. And, um, and he cooked the next game as well. Paul George has been cooking. And I'm glad he has been because I kept picking him up in my fantasy teams. All I kept thinking was, he said, I owe the Clippers a championship. I'm coming for the MVP. And I'm hoping he balls like it and acts like it. And he has been doing both. He's acting like he's coming for the MVP. And he's been acting like he owes the Clippers a championship. That's that shit I like, man. Because I got him on my fantasy team, man. I'm on. I'm in like four different fantasy leagues. I probably got him in three of the leagues, man. I couldn't help but like, just, I just, I'm like, nah, Paul George, man. He'll give me some rebounds and assists and some points and some steals. Had a hard time passing up on that, especially after he was talking all that gangster shit. Like, yo, like I said, I owe the Clips a chip. And I'm coming for the MVP. I just kept convincing myself that he's going to ball like that, you know. And so far he has. I know it's only two games, but I like what I see so far. As far as Steph Curry, man, I took him with my first pick in so many different leagues. I'm thinking, yo... I don't want to feel like I don't feel like picking Harden because you know he's going through this whole confusing situation about refusing to play for the Rockets. He want to get traded. There's too much going on over there, you know. And now the Rockets game got canceled and shit. You know what I'm saying? So Giannis's free throws is inconsistent. LeBron, he's just LeBron man. Like, I was thinking about picking LeBron man, but he be acting too cool. He's like, yo, I'm gonna just take it easy. Now he out here putting numbers. That should get me tight. Like yo, LeBron, stop playing with my emotions, bro. I would have just picked you, but you're talking about you're going to take it easy and shit. But, you know, that's probably my bad, too, because LeBron won't get his numbers, man, whether he plays 5 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 25 minutes. LeBron will get his numbers, man. Maybe that was my bad. But I think my bad, I'm just scared about LeBron just low managing, man. Like, I, I was just nervous to that situation, but it's only been two games. I got to remind myself that. It's only been two games, but Curry... Got me heated, bro. Like, like, I picked him. I had the first pick in one of these drafts. And I picked him first, thinking he going to be on some Steph Curry-Davidson shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking he going to come out 34 points. And I don't care if he scores 40 points 
and he's 19 of 43. Like, I expect him. Who else on the team should be taking shots right now, man? I'm looking at that team. Wiggins, no. Pascal, yeah, you could give Pascal some shots. Damian Lee, he hit some jumpers here and there. Bro, Curry, bro, you're letting a lot of fantasy owners down. You're letting yourself down. You're letting your contract down, bro. Letting a lot of people down the way you're playing right now, bro. I know it's only two games. I want you to prove me wrong, bro. Like, make me look stupid, bro. Like, just go off. I know you're capable of it, bro. Like, I hate when the team is struggling. Even LeBron be doing this shit. The team is struggling offensively, defensively. And they want to be in this, you, I'm going to play in the flow of the game type shit because, you know, my teammates need me to stay, stay calm and stay confident. Like, bro, y'all down by 15. Bro, y'all down by 20. And now you're on this still too cool shit. Like, oh, that's cool. We're going to figure this out. You're going to get back in the game together as a team. Or, you know, we'll, we'll fight. We want to fight together. Bro, you're getting paid $40 million. They're getting paid like $4 million, $5 million, $6 million. Bro, it's, you're designed to take over the game, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's only been two games. But Curry, you're designed to take over the game, bro. And you're getting paid like you're too. I know you was underpaid for a while. And we all agree, you know, because you was, you was hurt. You had some injury problems for like a season and a half. You know, the ankle, they was right about it. You proved your worth. You got the chips. You got nothing to prove, really. But I know you care, bro. I know you care about your legacy. I know you care about this season. And, and just act like it, bro. Like, stop this too cool shit, man. Like, yo, man, we down by 20, but wearing this together type shit. Like, no, bro. You out there by yourself right now and act like it, man. Blow the fuck out. Get to the basket, make them layups. You know, get physical. Not literally like fist to cuffs, but like, yo, this is. Bro, if they ain't gonna. You, you settling for them long range threes, just get to the paint, bro. Do a little mid range jumping shit. Do what you gotta do, bro. Score. Like, that's it, bro. The man, they gotta put. Like, now, before Curry, you know, double team shit. Whatever. But now, if somebody's gonna be open, he gonna need to be triple team. Because they ain't got snipers like that right now. So, so double team, they don't matter. They're going to leave motherfuckers open. But we also want to see how much Draymond really impacts the Warriors when he come back. I don't even know why he's injured. Like, I picked him up and then I seen him lose all this weight, looking all healthy and shit. I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to pick him up on my fantasy team because... He's still going to give you some points. He's going to give you some rebounds. He's going to give you some assists because he's going to pass Curry the ball. And I was like, now he's you know, on the sideline wearing kid hoodies and laughing while his team losing by 40. So, like I said, I got him on my fantasy team. I got both of them on my fantasy team. So I definitely want them to step that game up. This is a personal matter. You know, um, hopefully they do. And hopefully, like I said, I just want to cover the ball out and get his, more importantly. Like, don't be losing by 40 and then score 18 points. Like, if we're going to lose by 20, 30, at least score 40 points, bro. Like, at least be better at putting up empty stats. Don't do this nasty shit you're doing right now, bro. You know, I sort of want to blame the, uh, blame the braids that Curry got. But I don't know if that's being fair. So, I'm going to let Curry rock. It's only the first couple of games of the season. So, I'm going to let the Warriors rock. I'm going to let Curry rock. And hopefully, you know, he step his shit up later. But, um, like I said, it's only two games, but the Nets is looking scary. And I don't like that shit. But, um, yeah, man, if they stay healthy, they're going to the finals. Ain't nobody stopping that shit. 
if you got two one-on-one players scoring efficiently and calmly within the offense or out of the offense, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. They got snipers around him. They got Dinwiddie. He's not a sniper sniper, but he got the ready. Got Joe Harris. You got Shamit. I'm missing another player. Got Levert, dog. Levert is a dog, yo. Man's cabal. So them stay healthy and their chemistry is, I think it's going to be just fine. Like, that, all that shit is just the media. As long as it's outside of the media, like, they got a problem with the media and they don't got a problem amongst each other, they're going to be just fine. You know, as a Knicks fan, it's like, damn, son. Like, it could have been on our team doing that shit, yo. You know what I mean? But it's cool, man. It's still beautiful basketball that the Nets are playing right now, undeniably. Undeniably. Um, the Celtics, man, like, they got a little squad, but they got to make noise this year, too, because if they don't, that roster going to have a shakeup. So uh, we'll, we'll see what's up with that, man. As far as my Knicks, man, we, we play today. We play in the Garden. Hopefully, you know, it's a W. If it's not, it's all good. It just sucks, man. A lot of these games, there's no fans there. And that shit, it's just element missing that I really miss, man. Because it just makes the game more enjoyable to watch, man. It really does. And, like, I'm watching these Christmas. By the way, all these Christmas games were trash. All blowouts. All monotone. Um, you know, the announcers tried to make the game more interesting than it was, but it really wasn't. Fan noise is whatever. Was, I need actual fans in the crowd, man. That shit matters, yo. Like, next one play the first game today in the garden, and there's going to be no fans there. That is so trash. That's so trash, man. And, um, but we'll see what happens, man, with the Knicks and the Sixers. I'm excited either way. Want to lose. I just want to see progression from my team, man. Especially on the offensive side of the ball. Defense, man, we figure that shit out when we figure it out. But I love my team, man. I love the Knicks. And I'm excited to see what RJ got in store for tonight. I'm excited to see if Dennis Smith Jr. is going to play. I'm excited to see if Quickly's going to play. The Knicks is the Knicks, man. Like, we might be not so good, but... The passion is always going to be there from the Knicks fans. And eventually it's going to rub off on the, on the players. And I think it's rubbing off on some of the players. And we're going to see some more, man. At the end of the day, it's Tom Thibodeau at the helms. And he cares about the Knicks as much as I do. And that means a lot for me to say that. So we're going to see what happens moving forward. And, um, yeah, hopefully there's, there's fans in the stand soon. And if there's fans in the stand soon, that means the world is progressing. So when I say that, it, it, it it's better for the world overall when it actually happens. And, um, yeah, bro, 52 weeks, 52 years. My bad. 52 weeks, 52 episodes. It's been a whole year, man. Started this in March. It's been nine months. This has been good, man. This has been great. This is like therapy. You know, um, about to kick it into a new year. And, um. So I'm going to start my next episode in the month of January. So I'm going to let this be the last episode of this year. That way I could give every year 52 episodes, one episode a week, keep it consistent, keep it thorough. And hopefully the new year you know, brings more prosperity, more happiness, more wealth. 
more success to everybody. And um, the Knicks, Knicks progress as well. And that's really it, man. It's a lot going on. And let's just hope for the best. And let's keep that positive spirit around each other. And this is episode 52. Your boy Jack F. And, you know, we up out of here, man. And happy New Year's to all. Happy holidays to all. And take care, guys. Skirt!